Welcome back, Antifada patrons and listeners. This is another in the ongoing series of Real Hours. This time, we're going to be facing the darkness and the light that is the Florida Communist Front in a real Maoist Hours. Y'all get ready. It's real nigga hours all day, yeah, real, real niggas in the band of women, bricks busting down pounds, real niggas as they want, no I won't change, now if you ain't joking, you ain't working, might as well lay down, So welcome back folks, uh, we are here, the Antifada gang. Just the three of us. Here we late are. Hours, uh, doing the reading on the weird left uh, that you don't have to do because we're going to do it for you. Uh, today, Andy, we have an excellent little piece by the Florida Communist Front, which is a uh, leaked document about some might call it cosplay. Some might call it the most advanced revolutionary theory out there about a protracted people's war starting in the florida everglades yeah this might be helpful for us because um a lot of listeners are are curious about the different tendencies of the revolutionary left and what maoism is and and how its vision of uh refocusing the the marxist leninist struggle from the urban proletariat to the the rural peasantry Mm -hmm. um and fighting a protracted people's war um, to to create communism from below. Uh, and people wonder, well, that sounds all well and good for China or a developing country, but what about here in the United States? Uh, what would that look like? Who is the peasantry? And fortunately, uh, the Florida Communist Front has created uh, the vision that uh, you know will likely happen. And Jamie, this is, just so you know, more than a moist vision of the future. It's actually a point-by-point plan that we are going to go through, do a deep reading, a contextual reading of it, uh, that shows the path to a Maoist revolution beginning in our favorite state of Florida. Well, that makes a whole lot of sense that they'd want to do it there because nothing's moister than Florida. That's right. (laughs) Shall we get into it? Of course. All right, I'll start. So again, from the Florida Communist Front... An underground cadre based in Belle Glade, a very, very interesting place to start, uh, has issued a follow. <laughs> they have issued the following call to action for the consideration of all true comrades. And we should say this is allegedly a real document that was leaked, and people were apparently angry about it that it ended up on the internet. You got to take everything with a grain of salt. I don't believe anything anymore until it's like 100% proven in front of my face, but I want to believe. Listen, don't believe it's true until they they deny it, and the, the FCF has denied uh, that this is true, so maybe it's real. But just in case it is a real leaked document, uh, the FCF front has requestfully asked that is for the consideration of all true comrades, all false comrades. Stop listening. <laughs> That's right. Shut it off now. So. Ah, all right. <laughs> now that they're gone. Now that they're gone. We can begin. All right. This this document right here for this real M-word hours is called <laughs> Towards a Protracted People's War in the Florida Everglades. Are you guys ready? I'm so ready. All right. I'll do the first one. It starts off very... Uh, very evocatively. Ready? 
We live in dark times. The Trump-Pence regime is working rapidly to consolidate its agenda of mass incarceration, mass deportation, and constant imperialist war. So far, so good. For its countless victims, America has always been a living nightmare, a colonial plantation state built on slavery and the sorry, genocide of people of color. Story checks out so far. Today, it is slipping into fascism and millions of people are about to suffer the consequences. What is to be done? The Democratic Party offers no hope for significant political change. Fucking sellouts. <laughs> and neither do the constellation of reformist and revisionist, quote-unquote, left groups like the Greens. I wasn't even going to include them in there. <laughs> God. The only way we can fight back against Trump is through a concerted struggle of the masses that will overthrow the bourgeoisie yeah. and put the people in power to construct a new socialist Fuck order. Yeah, I'm with it already. I'm listening. Yeah. As Maoists, we operate within the philosophical framework of Marxism-Leninism, <laughs> the science of revolution. The time has come for us to dialectically analyze the material conditions of the Trump presidency and act decisively in the interests of the masses. What does dialectically mean in that context? Every time they say dialectically, you have to take a shot. No, oh. I'm, I'm just kidding. You'll be so hammered by the end of this. Drastic times call for <laughs> drastic measures. As the Black Panther Party taught us, sometimes you have to pick up the gun to put it away. Mm. That's yeah, how'd that work out for them? <laughs> in 2017, the stakes have never been higher. We need a resistance with teeth. Shark teeth. And uh, the only way we can build that is through a people's army and a protracted people's war. To quote Che Guevara, <laughs> you know I envy you North Americans. You live in the belly of the beast. Ooh, that's what we were just Whoa. talking about uh, with Molly, right? Yeah. Kind of. Nothing has more teeth and uh, is more of a beast than a uh, Everglades snake. You know, so Nuts. maybe they're on something. That's got more teeth than a gator. <laughs> All right. Going on for far too long. We have ignored the possibility of revolution in the United States and focused all our attention on the third world. Who is we? Uh, Maoists? I don't know. We the left, the true left, the true left. But imperial, but imperialism can never fall until we strike at its source. That's fair. All the great national liberation movements in Cuba, China, and Vietnam won through slow, painstaking guerrilla tactics. To build people power here in the United States, we should emulate their struggles and begin a similar revolutionary project. How can this task be accomplished? It may seem impossible. The United States has the most powerful military in the world, and it has not seen a major domestic conflict since the Civil War. But history and geography offer us an inspiration that points to Florida. Wow. Florida is the geographically perfect place for the revolution to start. <laughs> you, you know, you're joking, think but that's, about that's it. where they go. Like, I like that they're focusing away from this ridiculous third worldism. So, like, I don't want to dissuade them from that. But also, this seems... Mm, I don't know. Let, let's, let's keep reading. Let's give them a chance. Is Florida not the third world of uh, the United States? Fair. So... For decades, the Florida Seminoles were a beacon of freedom and resistance to white supremacy. That is true. They defended their land from encroaching settlers and offered shelter to fugitive slaves Hell yeah. who became known as black Seminoles. Very true. Very true. In 1835, 
They refused to be sent on the Trail of Tears, took up arms against Andrew Jackson's genocidal deportation efforts, yep. and waged a resistance war against U.S. imperialism. All true and all badass. Sean wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Some good history here, I'm just saying. This is actually history is a weapon. <laughs> we will reveal this at the end. Uh, Let's not tell them yet. <laughs> they hid under cover of the Everglades using guerrilla tactics uh, to keep the American troops at bay. The black Seminoles fought by their side, as did hundreds of local slaves who revolted, setting their plantations on fire and joining the struggle. Hell yeah. It took nearly seven years for the rebellion to be crushed. Wow. Yeah. It was America's bloody, most expensive Indian war, and it was also one of the largest slave revolts in American history. So far, so good. This history checks out. The Black Seminoles, badass as fuck. Wow. Uh, they let escaping slaves, they let them in. They created this sort of like syncretic community between the Seminoles and the black folks, and they did fight heroically against Andrew Jackson, that piece of shit. And there's a few examples in U.S. history of runaway slaves, indigenous people, and general people running away from colonial society um, that are ca cataloged in the book Gone to Croatan mm. from Autana Media that has a really good section on the Black Seminoles. Nice, nice. Uh, so continuing in this... Uh, it's leading to a polemic. This important document. Yes, indeed. Uh, even though they were eventually defeated, we should remember the Seminoles' heroic example. From a scientific standpoint... Science! Their war can be viewed as a great national liberation struggle with important implications for the modern fight Ooh. against Trump. History is a weapon. Their efforts were made possible not only through their bravery, but also by the terrain of the Florida Everglades. Ah. The natural shelter of the wetlands made them an ideal location for an outnumbered, outgunned force to build a strong guerrilla presence. <sighs> Man, the past is the future. <sighs> The Everglades have hardly disappeared. Half of the land in the region remains undeveloped. We should use this to our advantage, bringing revolution to America by making it the center of a new protracted people's war. This scheme may seem pointless, even daft at first glance, but upon further dialectical examination, it is very much pragmatic and uh, achievable. We will outline below how a scenario could play out. The region is undeveloped because it's just like barren snake country. <laughs> it's like mangroves and mosquitoes. It's like drenched in swamp water. So yeah. I'm not sure what we're supposed to do with that. Oh, oh they're, they're going to tell you what to do with let's it. Let's keep going. I'm going to give them a <laughs> yeah, chance. Give them a okay. chance. The struggle could begin with just three or four focos, parentheses, Small revolutionary groupings, as described by Che Guevara, mm -hmm. local focus. friend of the show, establishing <laughs> permanent camps in the swampiest, <laughs> most isolated parts of the Everglades, areas seldom penetrated by tourists. Stay out of our protracted people's war, you fucking tourists. Like, have you met a Maoist lately? <laughs> How long do you think they would last in this scenario? Well, <laughs> anyway. They're going to tell you. And there's an FSU cadre on your left. <laughs> <laughs> this would not be difficult. For shelter, the revolutionaries could use small, semi-submerged boats <laughs> camouflaged with sticks, 
leaves, and mud. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is getting into like cartoon territory. <laughs> Each group, you're going to have like a little periscope peering up above the water. Like, Each group could be as small as four people, though larger sizes would be ideal. Yeah, you're not going to get more than that many people. <laughs> <laughs> two fighters would maintain a constant presence at the base, and the other two would maintain lives in the outside world? Lucky them. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right we're gonna have a vote now who wants to stay in the small semi-submerged boat covered with <laughs> sticks leaves and mud and who wants to go into the outside world <laughs> if the outside world is florida then i don't know oh yeah good point good point because like you know what's not in that boat floridians <laughs> except anyway, the two floridian uh Maoists, that's, but, yeah. that's racist yeah I know. i'm sorry um to raise money to fund the base, they would take jobs or sell scrap metal, <laughs> ideally in the surrounding area. This is so fucking Mad Max steampunk. Yeah. I don't even know. They would travel to the camp regularly and keep their comrades stocked with food, weapons, and other important supplies. Like scrap metal. <laughs> and like, I don't know, big long, one one long dread that grows out of the back of your head. That's uh, always a good uh, commodity to it's have called on a, hand. It's called a lasso. Maybe like a, snakes. Maybe like a, snake a malnourished pit bull on a <laughs> string. I don't know. That's an important supply. On a frugal budget. Maoists are nothing if not frugal, yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe some snakes. Maybe we'll get into the snake economy oh, in a little so, bit. There's so many snakes, but yeah. On a frugal budget, <laughs> these outposts could be maintained on less than $2,000 a month. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's, that's like almost what than, we pay in rent. That's more than we pay to live in New York City. Well, Jesus what, are they Christ. Spend, what are they spending $2,000 on in the I jungle? I have no idea. <laughs> They're not going down to like the, lo- the local commissary and buy like how much scrap metal do you, how much copper do you need to steal to get that much money uh two thousand dollars just seems like a uh, that's frugal i, I don't well, know how many people two people two right. people yeah no that's uh, that's too much money all right, back to all the right. helmsman <laughs> uh this is a quote from mao zedong the gorilla the gorilla must move amongst the people as a fish swims in the seas mm. or in the swamps. Get that, yeah. nice get that normcore block going like we talked about <laughs> in the, the last episode. As the snake slithers in the swamp. Once the bases were fully operational, the groupings <laughs> would begin their political work. It is vital that our guerrilla forces not become isolated in their camps. For any chance of victory, a revolutionary force must move swiftly to build a firm relationship with the masses, but they're in the camps. <laughs> so they just g- go out from the swamps into... Two of them have jobs. Into like, And the Everglades are in the richest part of the yeah, state right yeah. like they have to go out to like the mcmansions <laughs> yeah they get into that <laughs> in both oh, the don't worry. and they've, the countryside they've thought of everything <laughs> um so where was i without, here uh, strong. without <laughs> strong support from the workers and peasants <laughs> a people's army becomes impotent and highly vulnerable to imperialist repression i'll keep going <laughs> who are the peasants yeah, in like jupiter oh, florida do you think they haven't thought of this give them a little fucking credit here is it right. like the snake people is it the snake people to achieve this and the first task of a people's army is to make its presence known to the masses while that's you're the, hiding in the middle of the swamp that's the first thing you do <laughs> yeah. number one Definitely let people know you're there hiding the Hi, you. our Everglade focos would accomplish this by planting red flags <laughs> all over the wetlands 
clearly marking the area as their territory. What could possibly go wrong? This is two people. <laughs> yeah, two people. It's four people, okay? It's they four. could also install loudspeakers at strategic locations and blast propaganda that could be heard for miles. Modern renditions of songs from the Cultural Revolution could be played on the loudspeakers 24-7, which would be... Which would do a great deal to raise class consciousness. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it would. Titles could include "Without the Communist Party," "There Would Be No New Florida," and oh "The East God. Coast Is Red." I thought they were hiding. Were they not just hiding a few paragraphs no. ago? Listen, they're hiding, but they have to have great propaganda. Do you imagine you're just like some normal ass Florida person, like living on the edge of the Everglades? Well, and they're, they're, they're going to be like... Bluetooth speakers, and no one's going to be able to find the iPod. <laughs> They're oh just God. playing like horrific, like modern uh, renditions of like cultural revolution. By the music. way, I now think this is fake, like from uh, that paragraph. Uh, all right, we'll see where it goes. Look, we've, we've done fake on here before. And as Blonde Redhead told us, fake can be just as good. But that's one of the biggest complaints that I've heard is, is people being like, dude, that thing that you read on episode two <laughs> oh is God. fake. We're going to have to take that down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, well. So just. We suspect right. this well, might be. Yeah, so we may, know may it may might be, be fake. fake, but it's fun anyway. Okay. okay. But the but the truth is in uh, you know the fact that it could be believable. Hopefully, this doesn't turn into a story about Shrek by the end. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. His green love. Shall I continue? Yes, please. All right, so we're in the swamp. We're blasting some shitty music <laughs> and loudspeakers. Some We've theoretical <laughs> unwritten songs. <laughs> We've put some red flags all over the place. No, they're new versions of them, though. It's going to oh, yeah. be like The East Coast is Red by Nelly. <laughs> okay, got it. Nelly? Yeah. That's what you picked for new? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so old. It's, all right, all right. That's fine. What, what, what do the kids listen to nowadays? I don't know. X, X, X-Tentation? Yeah. Lil Peep? Lil is that Peep. A, is that a person? Yes, Lil Peep. May may, may be a person. All right, so um, we'll get to the propaganda later. Next, the People's Army would reach out to the locals. They mean Florida man here and woman. There are many lucrative farms in the Everglades region, a legacy of the South's racist plantation economy. Many of the workers on these farms are undocumented immigrants, that's true, uh, exploited and bound to the land through their legal, the lack of legal avenues for employment. Dialectically, we should view this class formation as an authentic neo-peasant stratum. The focus of... Uh, the They're fo- wage laborers. Well, they're neo, neo-peasants. neo Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay. The focos of our army should target this important group for recruitment and in doing so, protect them from Donald Trump's deport- deportation agenda. Let me just make clear what they're saying is that there's a bunch of like migrant workers like picking uh, oranges and shit like that. They're going to go out and be like, uh, hey, what's up, dudes? Like in, in English and be like, uh, we've got a, uh, a camp over here made of mud and sticks in a submerged <laughs> boat. And we've got really loud speakers blasting the music. Yeah, you and we're going to overthrow us? the U.S. government. <laughs> That'll keep you safe from oh, La Migra. Oh, and also, yeah, we're going to protect you from La Migra somehow. So like, We don't even <laughs> go blocking the streets at a protest where there are people who can't get arrested. Guys, it worked 200 years ago. <laughs> yeah. You're right. So to continue, 
our gr- this sounds so so fucking dark and swampy. Our gorillas will emerge out of the swamplands and infiltrate the surrounding countryside, assisting these peasants in the fields to gain their trust and support. Yeah, I'm sure they're really gonna trust you. <laughs> so you're talking about selling money for scrap metal. Why not get a job at an orange plantation and pick oranges next to these? Anyways, after consulting with them to develop a mass line. We will induct them into our ranks, stage an insurrection against the growers, burn their farms to the ground. Burn all the food. <laughs> and, then, and then return to our Everglades bases with thousands of new comrades. And oranges. <laughs> no, you burn the oranges. They're no good. They're, they're bourgeois oranges. <laughs> After this initial attack... Wait, there's an attack? Oh, yeah, there's an attack. <laughs> After this initial attack, the People's War will pass into its first major phase, which Mao describes as the period of the enemy's strategic offensive and our strategic Mm -hmm. defensive. Just like the 1940s, but in Florida. Massive state repression will come down on the revolutionary forces. They will do everything in their power to hunt down our army and brutally rout it. During this phase... We will not have the equipment or the experience necessary for direct confrontation with the military. That's true. <laughs> we will have to focus our efforts on concealing and fortifying our camps against the massive search efforts that will take place. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Meanwhile, we will train our new recruits in the art of guerrilla warfare and have them study the fundamentals <laughs> of Marxism-Leninism <laughs> with an emphasis on the works of Lenin, Stalin, and Mao. Okay, this is not real. It's fucking... Let's just pretend it's real, Okay. During this period, our forces will generally be confined to the safety of the hidden bases and mobilizations will be limited. Even so, a revolutionary must always commit himself to serving the people, no matter where he is. That was very gender unwoke. This is a non-negotiable principle, and if we fail to uphold it, the peasants and the proletariat will never flock to our ranks. While we are in hiding in the wetlands, our focos could maintain their dedication to serving the people by killing off invasive pests in the region, particularly pythons. This brave campaign would win our army a great deal of public adoration, and by selling the python skins, we could raise substantial funds to the war effort. It is! It's a fucking snake economy! What are we, St. Patrick? Luring the, driving the snakes out of Florida? Come on. What would Florida be without the reptiles? That's like, ugh. Uh, all right, so let's imagine they're making... Now, scrap metal and python Dude. skins, you have the basis for a real revolutionary movement. <laughs> have you met a Florida man? They love their snakes. Yeah, I know. Uh, invasive or not, they might alienate some of the proletariat and peasants by killing the snakes. Yeah. Unless they made some cool boots out of them. All right, anyways, go on. Due to its swelling numbers, the People's Army will desperately need more food, clothing, and weaponry. Throughout our strategic defensive, it will be critical for our forces to develop new supply lines. As activists from Belglade, <laughs> FCF members have, wit- have witnessed firsthand the poverty and alienation that many communities on the outskirts of the Everglades face. With a vigorous propaganda campaign, Belglade and other towns like it would quickly become sympathetic to our cause. Residents could send our focos cash, small arms, and other basic necessities, along with information on enemy movements. 
nearby Seminole reservations like Big Cypress would be particularly intrigued by the struggle and might even become a primary source of additional recruits. Oh, my God. <laughs> this How is where it gets good. <laughs> However, the most important task during this phase will be for the People's Army to cement an alliance <laughs> with Cuba. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah. Oh, yeah. Excluding the DPRK. <laughs> oh, my God. Cuba is the last great communist state with a noble history of proletarian internationalism. Mm -hmm. When Angola needed his assistance, Fidel Castro answered the call. In 1964. <laughs> his brother Raul will totally be eager to person. answer ours. <laughs> Raul, Fidel, same person, yeah. Cuba could provide the People's Army with invaluable resources, including tanks, <laughs> missiles, heavy weaponry, fighter jets... <laughs> that could somehow land in a swamp and military <laughs> advisors. They could also help our forces secure aid from Iran, <laughs> Russia, Venezuela, and the DPRK. <laughs> Yo, listen, uh, uh, can I talk to Putin? I'm, uh, I'm over here in the Everglades and oh uh, they're trying to bomb us. Uh, does, uh, does Putin have any uh, active ops over here? We kind of need some guns and stuff. Once these arrangements have been made, it will be crucial for our forces to gain a strategic foothold in Everglades City. <laughs> I know where none of these places are. This, so I'm just going to assume that this is a totally realistic scenario. This town is located, I'm going to tell you, oh. on the Gulf Coast and would be a perfect location for Cuban <laughs> supply ships to land at. <laughs> After this shipping route is secured, the People's War will escalate to the second stage. Strategic stalemate. Read the Mao. I'm going to read the Mao quote. I'm going to read uh -huh. the Mao. Take small and medium cities and extensive rural areas first. Take big cities later. That's a, that's a military strategy from Galaxy Brain, Mao Zedong. Mao Zedong. So, so Cuba actually was supporting guerrilla insurrections, you know, shortly after the revolution. But they had to stop because they were losing every single one. Mm. And the U.S. was just clearly going to like wipe out the island if they kept doing it yeah mm. and uh che's record in say bolivia wasn't that great either i mean angola was pretty bad yeah well. che died che had a vision of doing this in bolivia he wanted to start a uh like a central base of a focoismo mm -hmm. in the jungles of bolivia and they got killed in like two months. Yeah. Like the, all of them. And they, they were hoping to like, similar to Cuba where they actually succeeded in this, they were hoping to like get the peasants on their side to like rise up and all the peasants were like, no, stay away. And we everyone loved Che. Yeah. He was like the most famous revolutionary in the world and all of his focoist adventures post-Cuba were, were a failure. Yeah, they were. Are you saying the Maoists of today are not as likable as Che? <laughs> Well, Che did say a lot of stuff like this, but we can get into that, yeah. that later. Yeah. All right, moving Maybe on. Maybe they just we we just needed to take a time out for a while well, and che, marshal uh, the forces. Also, Che won. He he won a war, so people respected him for mm -hmm. that. The mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. the U.S. Maoists have not won any wars. Nothing succeeds like success. Not with well, that attitude, with <laughs> Andy. Right. Okay. Uh, Onwards. Oh, it's my turn, right? Sorry. Yep. As its resources improve, the People's Army, increasingly ready to fuse the Focos together to form larger units, engaging with the enemy directly to seize actual <laughs> territory. As Mao explains, this process must begin with the capture of minor urban centers. <laughs> in Florida. In Florida. <laughs> this would include, uh, entail first taking control of all the land in the Everglades, 
and then seizing all towns that are south of Tampa and east of Miami. <laughs> I don't know where any of these places are. This advancement oh, you're gonna know. must be rapid because at the same time, the bourgeoisie will erupt in terror and attempt to consolidate its forces in Disney World in preparation <laughs> for the final showdown. <laughs> I added the Disney World. <laughs> yeah, he did. It was good, though. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, where is Disney World? Is that it's there? It's up north. It's in the north. Uh, well, yeah. well, we'll get it eventually. They don't. I don't know if they mentioned Disneyland, we're, but we're that's a, get... that seems like a huge oversight. It's really hard to sneak in there. That's probably going to be the last <laughs> thing they get. <laughs> we're going to get the mascots on our side, only <laughs> we don't know who's in those costumes. Uh, that could be they're com oh they're comrades uh, yeah I, they I are the most marginalized people in society <laughs> <laughs> at least in Florida <laughs> all right uh, <laughs> there is a reason for the Everglades strategic value that has not yet been discussed bury the lead much FCF it is close in proximity to the Greater Miami area a sprawling urban metropolis. As the People's Army expands out of the Everglades, it will be in an excellent position to encircle this region, which is home to six million poor people. No, I, I added that. Six million people. As it pushes closer and closer to the Miami area, the People's War will transition to its final stage, the strategic offensive. That's the final stage? You've only taken over part of Florida. <laughs> Look, they have a swamp and a few towns, all right? They're, the final stage is a big one. Okay. City and countryside will be brought in tremend into tremendous dialectical tension. Drink. <laughs> U.S. military forces will withdraw to Miami <laughs> in a desperate effort to defend their last important stronghold in the Sunshine State. <laughs> they will fight tooth and claw to protect it from us. Oh my God. You know, the, the one thing that kind of makes sense about this is for uh, decades now, presidential candidates have had to like really suck up to uh, Floridian Cuban exiles. Um, and just be like as hardline anti-Castro as possible because that is such a uh, a like winnable voter block in yeah, winning the, the swing state of Florida. Yeah. So if presidential candidates ended up trying to suck up to the people's cadres of South Florida <laughs> in order to win the presidency, then they might have something here. We'd, we might see some real policy shifts. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. How are you going to take Miami? <laughs> Let's see. I, on the edge of my seat here. <laughs> yeah. To counter this effort, we will use a very new set of tactics. For the first time, the People's Army will commence mass struggles in the cities and not just sparsely populated locations. It should not be difficult for our army to mobilize Miami <laughs> residents. Have you seen Miami residents? Have you been to Miami? It's either it's either like Cuban gusanos or like fucking wealthy Jews these like or like old <laughs> leathery Jews just like baking in the sand or just washed out like burnt out fucking uh, like long haired fucking dudes who've just been sailing their entire lives and living off the uh, I don't know. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The next sentence is very good. Yeah. Many of them are people of color who are already familiar with communism. Mm. Yeah, because they fucking left Cuba <laughs> to keep from being expropriated. Because they took your pony. <laughs> they took their ponies, folks. We will call a general strike and uh, thousands of workers will take to the streets to support the revolution. 
at the same time, we will infiltrate and fraternize <laughs> with the U.S. military, hey, to encourage mass defections. As we enter the city, the military will be hamstringed and unable to shoot at our forces without cutting down throngs of civilians. But I thought will, all the civilians were going to join us. We will use the civilians of Miami as human shields, yes. When this occurs, morale will disappear and the enemy's ability to resist our offensive will collapse. Yeah, it really has hurt morale in the past when uh, U.S. soldiers end up killing civilians. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but... It just completely stopped not, the Iraq war. What you're not understanding is that the world will be turned upside down when our tanks mm. roll triumphantly oh into the streets of Miami. Yes. Those Cuban tanks mm, yeah, from that. 19... <laughs> 72. They're like, like as every, beat up as their old Chevrolets and shit. This is like the, the parents of every Cuban person I know's worst nightmare. This Throngs of workers will gather together singing the Internationale as we erect a statue of Che Guevara in Little Havana. <laughs> Meanwhile, our army will move swiftly to cement its control over the city by weeding out all reactionaries. <laughs> oh. We will round up hundreds of yeah. first-generation Cuban exiles and send them to re-education camps in the wetlands. To the swamps with you. The swamp is the new Siberia. <laughs> Their properties will be confiscated and turned into revolutionary munitions factories. With I'm Miami starting the, to feel bad for these people. With Miami in the people's hands, the rest of Florida will yield within weeks. <laughs> A People's Republic of Florida will be announced on the steps of the Tallahassee Capitol building. So the rest of the state is just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Communist revolution, yeah. right? If, if, if that's what's going on in Miami, then I guess it's, it's cool for Tallahassee. Up in the panhandle. Totally the same thing. All nuclear warheads. <laughs> it's bigger awesome. fish to fry wait, wait, in Tallahassee. Wait. They've got other Hold problems. On. This is really good. This is really good. Go on. All nuclear warheads <laughs> in the state will be seized, securing an ironclad deterrent against imperialist invasion. I definitely trust the FCF to control mass amounts of nuclear weapons. I definitely weapons. trust an army of Florida swamp people <laughs> to, yeah. Also, all banks and factories will be expropriated and nationalized, well, and the construction of, of the socialist order will begin. Seems like the nuclear part should have gone at the end. <laughs> yeah, right? maybe. All right. So they kind of blew their load right yeah. there. <laughs> but they do have spaceships in Florida, right? Oh, they have Cape Canaveral. So yeah. maybe that could be like the getaway car if things start to go badly. <laughs> <for them. laughs> well, there's only six of them, so it, it makes sense. <laughs> but Priority six, to the OG focus. Six has turned into six million because they have all of Miami oh, on right, their right, side, right. except for the Gusanos who will be sent to re-education in the swamps. They're going to go to snake school. <laughs> They're, <like, "We> <laughs> <laughs> They're going to learn some lessons from alligators. Uh, they're going to major in Python. Uh. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be rehabilitated so they can participate in the snake economy too, making right. uh, fair trade wallets. Or See, I don't think it's a real revolution until you can like abolish money in the snake form. But, you know, mm -hmm. that's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, they're getting there. It's a transition. SCS so Prime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's for our deep Marxist heads out there listening to this, you idiots. I can't believe you're still listening to this crap, but we love you. All right. <clears throat> Going on. We're almost there. Working and oppressed people everywhere will rally when they learn that the mass struggle is gaining ground in the United States. It's going to go so well. Yeah, so well. 
The new government in Florida will give massive aid to all oppressed nations, especially the DPRK. I love how like the like the the, the national the, the the gross product of Florida is enough to just like fund revolutionary groups all over the entire world. What do they make? Oranges and tourism and Disney World. We, we could send them some snake meat. Yeah, that's true. They'll yeah. eat it. Nothing North Koreans like more than snake meat. <clears throat> it will also. Uh, the uh, new government of Florida send arms to revitalize the FARC. (laughs) They have enough money from cocaine. The Shining Path, the Communist Party of the Philippines, the Naxalites, and other third world liberation movements. The Zapatistas want nothing to do with any of this BS. They kicked the snakes out a long time ago. (laughs) At the same time, it will expand the revolution within the U.S. by forming new divisions of the people's armies in the Rockies, the Appalachians, and the Great Dismal Swamp. Where the fuck is that? Probably They love swamps, man. I mean, that's like perfect for them. They have another swamp to go to. Because of the nuclear deterrent, the U.S. imperialists will be powerless to stop these advances. The international proletariat and neo-peasantry will fight on, continuing their struggle until the red flag flies over every country. Wait, what happens if Florida nukes a different part of America? (laughs) That's not far enough to not also nuke themselves, no? Uh, yeah, that's Are true. Are you going to threaten to do drop a nuke on Seattle? They know what they're doing. Relax. <laughs> it's like the uh, accelerationists uh, during the Cuban Missile Crisis oh who just God. wanted to go for it, you know? We're getting back into Posada's territory. You can't use territory. nukes in a civil war, people. <laughs> this is making me angry. But what they presuppose is maybe you can. All right, all right. Let's keep going. <laughs> this vision can become a reality, but only if we fight for it. It will all begin in the humble swamps of the Everglades. When should we establish our people's army? Now, and not one moment later, the FCF calls on all true Marxist-Leninists in the United States to move to Florida, (laughs) big ask, and immediately begin preparations to set up camps. Stop for a second, all right? We are all New Yorkers. The only reason we ever moved to Florida is to die in our old age. No fucking way... I'm not even a Marxist Leninist, but no fucking way is the FCF going to get me to move to Florida to die in a fucking stupid nuclear standoff with the rest of the United States. Fuck that shit. Maybe maybe when we're old, it, we can like kill two birds with one stone, you know? Yeah, no, that's if we're going to go to Florida to die anyway, mm-hmm. it yeah. might as well be in a protected people's war. <laughs> You're right. If I'm 80, maybe uh, call me again, you know? But like, mm, yeah, exactly. Let's, let's check back in in a few years. Yeah. Okay. When the first hidden base in the Everglades is established, its leader should issue a public announcement. What? (laughs) Establishing their FOCO as the steering committee of the People's Army. Mm. All right. So they're going to make a public announcement from the hidden base. Mm -hmm. Okay. Under the (laughs) principles of democratic centralism, (laughs) all future FOCOs must strictly subordinate themselves to this (laughs) central body. This four people hiding in a swamp. (laughs) As Ho Chi Minh once remarked, the man who first steps forward is the best to lead the charge. <laughs> Imagine like... That's science. 
It's dialectics, baby. What's that show you like to watch about Florida men uh, with the family down there? Oh, Bloodline. Bloodline, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like that fail son guy. It's just like the leader of a fucking Maoist <laughs> insurgency and uh, oh, selling the, coke. And all of a sudden he's like... Yeah, a, the coked up boat guy. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the vampire stuff to happen on that show, P.S. But regardless, like I, I find it amazing that these four people in like a submerged boat covered in mud are uh, already you know designing to to lead the world revolution i mean i mean people thought it was amazing that uh the bolsheviks thought they could lead a, a revolution Look, in russia you're totally right i mean let's not prejudge I how mean. many of the bolsheviks were snake people named bubba <laughs> oh man lunacharsky i think was <laughs> many revolutionary parties scare quotes will object to this arrangement on the grounds that they must first build up the organizational capacity before they commence uh, any significant class struggle or people's I'm a war. fucking cock. Uh. This is a grotesquely revisionist <laughs> position. At the beginning Cruise of a ca- class conflict, the party does not organize the struggle. The struggle organizes the party people. Boom, bitch. As the masses fight for their interests in dialectical, dialectical tension with the bourgeoisie, the vanguard party begins to manifest itself as an organic formation of the most radical and militant workers. Ergo, you just ergo. said you were going to start this war and then teach them Marxist-Leninism. For a vanguard party, <laughs> any significance to emerge in the United States, there must first be a pre-existing trend towards the escalation of the mass struggle. Mass struggle, people. This trend will not be initiated on its own. It can only emerge through the conscious activities of a people's army people, a protected people's war people. It's good. As Che Guevara observed, the revolution is not an apple that falls when it is ripe. You have to make it fall so true. So 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 true. true. So true, people. All right. Oh, I love this Lenin quote, actually. I've heard it a little differently, but I'll say it as they say it. Quote, V.I. Lenin. There are decades when nothing happens. There are weeks where decades happen. Wow. So I'm going to finish this I out nev- here. I never really thought about that quote applying in this exact context, yeah, but it either. really feels right. No, so this is going to happen in a matter of weeks? Yes. Yeah. This Could be happening right get now. Get ready. <laughs> As we speak. I mean, somebody docks their entire document, so we'll never know. I mean. Uh, <laughs> no, that's just spreading the word, babe. Oh, yeah? Well. Everyone's going to think it's fake, but the people who need to know. They'll know. Well, if the opportunists and the bourgeois running dogs find out about it, it might never get off its feet. But we'll, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt once again. All right. So you get that Lenin quote. Lenin understood that revolutionary actions must be initiated in short periods of tremendous opportunity. That opportunity has arised for us throughout this text. The front for communist front, I forget what they're called, has clearly demonstrated that a people's war in Florida is the only path forward by which the American proletariat can organize, begin to organize a liberatory revolution to seize power. The sun is rising over the Everglades and the future beckons us. We must dare to struggle and dare to win. Hell yeah, the front for communist fuckboys will not be defeated. <laughs> you finish it up. I think they have a Brooklyn chapter. <laughs> the power of our enemies is daunting, and our sacrifice will be tremendous. 
but it will all that be worth you, it in the end. <laughs> the sacrifice will be tremendous, i.e. you all die in a swamp. But it will all be <laughs> worth it in the end, for we have no fear of death. Good, you're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> we embrace martyrdom with, with open arms. <laughs> to die for the people is weightier than Mount Tai. <laughs> Focus. Join our struggle. I'm starving now. Focus, unite. <laughs> you have nothing to lose but your life. <laughs> okay. The why you have nothing to lose but your chains is a <laughs> is a is a good slogan is because you don't want your chains. <laughs> <laughs> well, a good martyr to the uh, Maoist revolution doesn't want their life either. So, so this was drafted by John Horse the <laughs> second. That's appropriating. Which is uh, a pseudonym. That's appropriating First Peoples culture. If he's not native, but whatever. Of the Florida Communist Front. <laughs> I call them the front of communism. Adopted <laughs> unanimously on June first, twenty seventeen. Nobody by the dared FCF. disagree with John Horse. <laughs> John Horse was like, uh, my way or the highway. He's like, don't make me bring John Horse the first in here. <laughs> He'll ride you like a mule. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. <laughs> well, we gotta have some communist horses to fight the horse cops, babe. Yeah, remember? No, you're totally right. Uh, it's not just enough to punch them right between the eyes, which actually does work against a cop horse if people like, don't know. Like they did not want to be cops. But that's not our fault. They're cops. Not our problem. What are we supposed to do with that? It's like making a child be a cop, you know? It's fucked. Well, I just want to say that I stand with the uh, Florida Communist Front. And um, if if and when they start this plan for a uh, Everglades revolution, I will not be putting my life on the line. And I will not go down there because I'm not a true Marxist-Leninist. But I will give them one cheer as they go on and uh, die and risk their lives. Yo, uh, if they start this war, I'm, I'm I'm all about it. In fact, like you guys, you guys get that war going right now and I'll be right behind you. <laughs> I'll totally be right behind you. And like we I said, I will not be fleeing in the opposite direction to Canada where no snakes live. And like we said, as good New Yorkers, all three of us, um, hit us back in maybe 40 years when we're ready to retire and uh, we might get down with your plan to move to Florida and start the rep. And folks, even if you have some criticisms of them, just, you know, don't buy your snakeskins on Amazon Prime. Buy it from <laughs> the FCF. Deadass.